Cottony Construction Law is dedicated to helping the construction industry in legal, risk, and safety challenges. Welcome to this week's Law & Mortar with John Kenny and Trent Cottony. I'd like to welcome everybody to another episode of Law & Mortar. Uh, I am Trent Cottony, CEO of Cottony Construction Law. John's good to see you, man. John, you are CEO of Cottony Consulting Group, among many other things. How you been? I'm doing great. Good to see you too, Trent, and good to speak and see everybody out there. Good. So, you know, no shortage of news this week. Uh, a lot of things have happened. Our phone has been ringing off the hook with a lot of questions related to um, COVID-19, return to work type questions, um, you know, vaccines, whether or not they can be mandated. And I want to start the conversation off with that a little bit to kind of preview everything. I want to let everybody know that I'll be speaking on this topic in detail with Reed Ribble, a couple of our other lawyers on December 22nd for NRCA. So stay tuned for that. That should be a great webinar. Uh, but I do want to talk on the subject a little bit, really two issues. One is the question that we get often is, can an employer mandate that their employees get vaccines? Okay. Easy answer to that. And again, I'm just giving you the, the nickel tour. We'll do the full, the full tour later on the 22nd. But um, the easy answer to that is yes, you can mandate that your employees get a vaccine, but you do need to be careful about uh, employees that raise issues that are medical related. So if they have allergic reactions, that could be a potential issue, especially from an ADA standpoint. The other issue that you got to watch out for is possible discrimination issues if they, relate, if they uh, raise religious concerns. And last but not least, you always want to think about the ramifications of enforcing mandating a, uh, a vaccine on your employees and what that has to do with retention and just uh, overall morale. So um, next thing I want to talk about, I guess, is whether or not customers can mandate that your workers have vaccines, because we've got a lot of those questions. And the easy answer to that is yes, they can, uh, but it depends. Uh, if it's an existing contract, the answer may be no, because if it's not stated in the contract, then more than likely that is a change order at best uh, but they might not be able to enforce that kind of thing unless there is a local, state, or federal guideline that enforces it. Moving forward, if this is private work, then yeah, absolutely they can require that. There's nothing that would prevent that, and I think there would be a heightened justification if it were a nursing home or things of that effect. You know, stay tuned for more on that. I'm just giving you a small sample, but this is obviously a big ticket item. We're going to continue to see questions on this moving forward. You know, John, as it relates to COVID-19, you know, what are you hearing from, you know, your contractors and roofers that you work with? Um, what concerns are they having out there? Well, they're definitely hearing that work that they're bidding in the pipeline will require vaccination by employees. They're being told that up front um, to include it if there's charges in the price, but who knows really what that is. Um, you know, I think the vaccines now are supposedly free or as close to free as you can get. But there again, you'd have to have a policy to get your your employees vaccinated. So we're seeing that. I haven't heard yet about anybody that it's going to be in current jobs in place. But there again, the vaccine is just starting to hit the street now. So I, I can see that. Um, we are hearing concerns with the COVID-19 and the vaccines as far as there's probably not a quick end in sight. Um, everybody seems to feel, including the general contractors and this long-term projects, as well as subs, that probably before the vaccines would even be down to their workforce level where people could get it at will. They're saying government-wise, probably by June, but everybody's feeling that if it moves along like most other things do, we're probably looking at fall. So 
could be interesting. Then also too, another thing, a couple of companies have brought out like defense contracting companies. I don't want to name any names to bring that up, but they're going to require it plus a certificate stating how long the immunities last. Well, I don't think anybody knows that. So you could possibly have to get your employees vaccinated on a long-term job multiple times throughout the project, depending on what the final CDC comes out and says on it. So contractors are very concerned, understandably. They don't know what to do. It's like anything else that's out there. We don't have a clear guideline. We don't know how long the vaccine will last, when it is going to be available. But yet they're starting to feel it come down the chain that they need to be prepared to take all these precautions on themselves. Yeah, that's a good point. There's a lot of uncertainty here. You know, the one thing that is certain is that we will probably be very busy next year navigating a lot of these issues. So um, the other thing that we're starting to really see an uptick in is material shortages, supply chain related issues. You know, on my end, we've had to exercise a lot of price acceleration provisions, um, which are provisions that are designed to get you paid for the additional cost increase of certain material line items. We've seen the price of lumber and softwoods explode, you know, plywood, OSB, that type of stuff. Uh, we've had um, um, uh, experienced some shingle shortages, uh, some increased pricing related to having trucking in, you know, shingles from other areas. Um, so I expect that to continue to happen. John, what are you seeing? Are you seeing any supply chain related issues and in, in what parts of the U.S. are you seeing it? Yeah, the southeast uh, or areas of the country that had a lot of earlier storm damage, definitely shingles. Uh, that seems to be fairly industry-wide, not manufacturer, you know, any particular manufacturer. Um, commercially, not so much I've heard yet, but they've lowered their production levels this year and don't have the normal stocks going into the holiday seasons when they shut down. There's still going to be plant shutdowns that will start next week and last anywhere from two to three weeks, which is your normal maintenance cycle. So that could be a huge problem going into first quarter because if the demand happens to be there again, there, there's probably not gonna be enough there. Um, I understand trucking from talking to multiple people is an absolute disaster right now uh, in the country trying to get materials logistically from direct deliveries on time, uh, show up on the day they're supposed to show up. I'm getting a lot of feedback on that. I think you're going to see uh, shortages oil seems to be, and when I say shortage of oil, I don't want to misconfuse that with like oil shortages of 20, 30 years ago. But as you know, the processes of refining have gotten so well that there's less and less bottom barrel stuff left, which usually is what produces into asphalt. So we're starting to hear some rumblings of that. I, I think overall, uh, the other thing as far as logistics go is where's the economy going to go? Are the manufacturers going to plan on ramping up for a banner year? Are they going to plan production for a fair year? We don't know that yet. So depending on storms and all that coming out of winter, it could be an interesting spring and there could be a lot of shortages from about March into June or July of this year, uh, of next year coming up. Yeah, absolutely. That's the same thing that I'm seeing on my end. You know, I, I think contractors, regardless of what trade you're in, you really need to think about diversifying your suppliers. Um, don't just rely on one supplier anymore. I think you need to look at, at uh, multiple um, start, you know, thinking about stockpiling, you know, maybe some, some materials that you use more often than not, uh, because I do think that there's going to be some supply chain issues, especially uh, with COVID-19, you know, hitting peak numbers again. You're going to have manufacturer plants shut down. Uh, you're going to have continued burden on the supply chain. Um, 
John, one of the things I'm, I'm excited about, especially for you, is I know you've been working hard on your book, and I've had the opportunity to, to read some in advance, and I'm not just saying this, but I tell you, it's, it's, I'm really impressed. You know, I, uh, I think it's unique in the marketplace. I know it's not 100% ready yet, but I know it's coming, so I want to give our audience a little teaser. Why don't you talk a little bit about what your book's going to be about and, and what they can expect? Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, I appreciate the compliment on that. I've been working hard over the last few months. Um, over the years, I've always tried to learn and gain more knowledge in everything I did. And I found out that most of the books written on running a business are either non-construction or they are more generally geared towards general contractors or not so much for the specialty subs. So what I did was I took all the experience that I could uh, muster in my head and through the years, and it basically is a multi-chapter book. Um, it should be somewhere between 40 and 50,000. That's the reason it's taken long. I, I, I can't cut it off. There's always more information I want to get into it. But it's going to cover everything from uh, why you would want to go into a contracting business, roofing and such, and uh, what to expect, uh, how to set it up, um, different ways of doing it. It covers financials. It covers estimating sales, business marketing, uh, business development, all the way up to, uh, you know, how to make profits, to how to hire. So I basically made it a to-do book, uh, how you run your business, but with, with all the knowledge that hopefully would make sense to the person, either not only considering starting a business, it's great for someone starting, but it is a great tool learning for someone that may be ready to move up the chain in, a, in, a, in an organization as well to learn other positions or to help somebody run in their business that may be in a three to five years and want to expand. So it covers a little bit of everything. Well, definitely looking forward to that. I want one of the first autographed copies. So absolutely. Um, I got to tell you, 40, 50,000 words is impressive. I'm lucky if I can crank out a 500 word article. So I know there's going to be a lot of great content in that in there. Stay tuned for more. You know, we always like to end with at least one uh, listener question. And um, we had someone uh, uh, send us a question this time, our good friend, Sally Ming. Sally, I hope you and your family are doing well. I wanted to be able to, uh, to answer this question and there's multiple parts. So I'm going to try to touch on all of them. But Sally wanted to know, what do we see uh, are the big safety issues in 2021? That was the first part of her question. And the second part is, is what, if anything, should they do that her company should do to address that in the safety manual? So, John, I'll let you tackle it first. Well, I, I think uh, it's going to be pretty obvious that, um, um, you know, next year OSHA is probably going to be a lot more active. Uh, if for no other reason, they've been shut down most of this year with COVID. So I think you're going to see more enforcement. Uh, I think slip, um, you know, fall hazards are going to be number one on the list. And you want to make sure that you've got proper, you know, we, we talked to somebody the other day about this, that you've got a safety program in place, which starts from onboarding. There's nothing more important than showing proper training. When you bring a new employee on, you need some disciplinary, which I know you'll go more into legal end, but this is from the business. You got to have a disciplinary program. You've got to have a safety designated person, regardless if you're large enough to have a safety, you know, a safety director or not. Someone's got to be competent and oversee this. And I also think, um, and, I, and you can touch more on this, I know you're on a trend. I, I think heat exhaustion is going to be a, a big topic hitting into next year as well, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. So 
I'll let you jump back on that one for. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the two biggest things that I would focus on, at least from a legal perspective, is COVID-19. There's absolutely going to be a lot of rulemaking as it relates to COVID-19. I expect to see a specific OSHA provision dealing with infectious diseases and COVID-19. So engaging in toolbox talks, updating your manual to reflect those new standards is going to be paramount. Next thing I, I would say is, you know, to echo John's uh, sentiment, there's absolutely going to be a heat illness uh, and injury standard that's going to come out that revises existing protocols. Part of that is in response to a decision that came out from um, uh, the, the Department of Labor versus Sturgill Roofing. And in that case, basically, it said that um, the, the provisions weren't specific enough for OSHA to be able to enforce some of them. So they're coming, they're going to come back with a vengeance and make sure that there are very specific heat illness and injury standards that need to be addressed. So all of that needs to be in your manual. It's like I always say, you know, take a look at your manuals, your employee, your safety manual, your contracts every six months just to make sure that you've got whatever uh, legislative and regulatory changes need to be in there. As always, you know, we appreciate our, our listeners. If you guys have any questions, feel free to hit us up. I'm at tcotney at cotneycl.com. John, how can they get you? That'd be uh, J. Kenny, J-K-E-N-N-E-Y at cotneycl.com. Yeah, send us whatever questions you got. We'll always try to answer at least one uh, every episode. And stay tuned next time for more Law & Mortar. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. Have a good day.